Welcome to Promo Insiders, a counselor podcast that tackles what matters most to the promotional products industry, from fun trends to hard-hitting news and analysis. I'm Teresa Hagel, and today I'm speaking with my colleague Chris Rubo about a recent article he wrote outlining strategies for making 2021 your best year ever. Hi, Chris. Hey, Teresa. How are you doing? So making 2021 best year ever, that's kind of a tall order, but um, I think that you you lay it out really well in this article. So can you just start out by telling us a little bit about you know what what this article is all about and, and how you went about it? Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot of people thought we were joking with with that headline, but um, we're not. It, it doesn't it doesn't have to be all dour and bad. And um, there were companies last year that made 2020 their their best year ever. So it, it is possible to do it. So what we did was we talked to a um, just really a cross section of really bright people from throughout the promotion and products industry. Everyone from top 40 type people to, um, you know, uh, mom and pop shops, mid-sized shops or mid-sized uh, distributors and and got a real feel for what they, the strategies they're going to use to have success this year. So this isn't us saying, hey, this is what you need to do. This is what people in the industry are, are, are saying they're going to do and they think is going to be effective and some things they've already done. So that's kind of the genesis of it. Right, right. Um, so you kind of broke it down into like three different areas. And first there was selling strategies. Mm-hmm. So what are a few of these top strategies people are using for sales? Yeah, so one of the ones that I liked a ton was um, to forecast strategically, which is something that you probably should have already done. But if but if you haven't, it's still not too late. We're only in the first week of first week or so of January. So what that means is you, you kind of you go back and you look through your, your sales through the years and or through the previous year, and you see what kind of clients uh, performed especially well. And you say to yourself, okay, not only um, could those clients potentially again, uh, you know, do well because they thrived under these difficult marketplace conditions, those marketplace conditions still exist. So I want to make sure that I'm tightly ingrained with them. You can also then say, hey, there's probably other clients like them that I can go out and get people I'm not currently working with, but they're operating in that in that space that this same client is and and are, might be having similar success due to that market performing well for a reason one thing that comes to mind right away is any kind of food delivery service right like that's a market that exploded last year so maybe you work with one or two clients there may try to expand that to, to four or five so that that would be a big one um another one is you want to ramp up your prospecting which which may sound self-evident but it's not given what happened in 2020 a lot of people pulled back on prospecting. They, they felt like it wasn't even appropriate to do it for, for a good chunk of the year because of everything that was going on. So you really want to re- recommit to prospecting, but not just doing it willy-nilly. You want to do it strategically. Work your network, get super active on LinkedIn, things of that nature. Um, and I think there's still ways to do it that's not that's not tone deaf, even you yes. know, now and before. So, you know, be human and be, you know, do it, do it in a way that doesn't make you seem like you're just trying to sell to someone, even though that's what you're doing, but you're trying to help right. them. Yeah, that's actually well said. Be human was actually one of our other tips too. Is it okay. was just that, yeah, was just to try to, was to, you know, to not everybody, I mean, literally everybody on the planet is, is dealing with COVID and fallout from it in some, to some degree or another. So it's, it, you have something that's instantly relatable there and, and you can genuinely relate on a human level to them. And, and in, in some ways, that might even open the door to more conversations than you might have been able to have under normal circumstances. So that, that's another kind of wrapped in with that ramp up, ramp up prospecting is um, you want to dig deeper into current accounts. And this is something that we kind of we kind of always harp on 
but that can be tough to do because when you're in, when things are good and the marketplace is, is busy and you're kind of, you're a lot of times in your reaction mode, this client needs something, that client needs something that you're servicing the immediate need and you're moving on. Um, now, uh, you, you might have more time to dig into some of those successful accounts. So you work with a large corporation and you service, say, their marketing department. Well, there's an HR department. There's various other departments there. What needs might those departments have? And can you use your contact, say, in marketing to get referred to those people in those other departments? So that's what we mean by dig deeper into current accounts. See where you could networking account you're currently in. And then also, even with some of those people you're already working with, you can probably there's probably needs that you can meet that you're not currently providing. So ask about that and, and see what <clears throat> excuse me, you could you, you could do to service them better there. And I'll give you one more in sales because I think there was a I think we had something like eleven or twelve like like pretty actionable strategies. We're not gonna get into them all, obviously. But one right, you gotta more, read the article. Yes, read the article, read the article. Um but um this sounds funny and probably something you should have done and I should probably take my own advice once you see my background here. But you uh it should step up your Zoom game, right? Like, so, so many of your calls are, uh, or so many of your interactions now are, are happening on, um, on these kind of conference calls, these video calls. And um, anything that you could do from in, enhancing your technical skills of how you handle uh, the platform to like creating an attractive space that sort of projects the brand, your personal brand that you want to project is going to help you, especially as you get into those prospecting efforts. So, um, to do that. Right, right. You want to look professional. You want to look like you're not fly by night. So yes. yeah, yeah. even on Zoom, that, that you have to look that way. So that kind of segues nicely into the next area, which is marketing strategies. So what are some ways that people should be marketing themselves this year? So like, so obviously, you know, digital marketing has been been huge for a while. It's absolutely essential now in 2020. It was in 2020 and is in 2021, given everything that's going on um, in the marketplace. But it doesn't mean give up on what we what I would call real world initiatives either. So so one of the things that it's so simple and it's something we we often overlook in promo is you want to use promotional products to sell promotional products. Meaning, um, you can come up with really clever uh, self promotions, you know, kitted gifts that you can send to your clients um, and prospects. That's chock full of things that you would actually be interested in in selling to them. For them to give to their end clients or and you and you whoever the end users would be. Right. So, so, uh, often, so often that results in those clients placing orders because they like it so much. I've heard that all the time. Yeah. Yes. I um one of the people we spoke with for this article, uh, Nicole Baker. She's um she's a sales rep, and she uh, and she do, she was doing this in 2020, and she's going to do more of it in 2021. And she said it was so successful because she'd get like one of those kitted gift packages. She'd send it. Clients would go uh, nuts for it. They'd be they'd love it, and then they'd want to do either that or a variant of it for their clients. So it was it was generating orders for her. So it it, it works, and it's proof that promotional products work, right? So it's right. it's a nice right. testimony. Yeah, and I mean uh, that's one of those things, like you said, we people people don't do it enough, but it seems like it should be self evident too, because that is what you're in the business of doing. So of course you should be promoting yourself through promotional products. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we do, though. Of course, it's it's a it's a digital you know age that we're living in, and there's a ton of things you, that you, that you should be doing. I'll give you just a couple of them. Um, one of them is you really need to step up your social media presence. I, I think it's gone beyond the point of oh, it's nice to have, or you know, I might do it, or or I'll dabble. No, you really ha at least pick a platform or two at least that you think or that you know your clients and prospects are particularly active on 
and get active there and develop a strong presence there. Give you one example. There's um, a distributor out of New York, um, and he had never been on Instagram before. And he and he started populating his Instagram page with with very you know with like cool cool swag projects that he was doing for some you know nice name brand uh, nice like higher end clients. And lo and behold, as the year went on, he'd have people come to him and say, you know, um, we weren't sure who to use for this. This is this is customers he'd never worked before. But we caught, we saw your Instagram page, and it seemed like you were doing some really cool stuff. And like, um, you know, we thought, all right, we'd give we'd give you a try. Like, so people, especially younger buyers, a lot of time, your you know, your 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 older Gen Zers and your younger millennials are are a lot of times looking to your social profiles first to see what you're all about as um, as e either an individual professional or as a company. So you having a strong presence there is important, and it's not just as you as everybody should know by now throwing posts up there and saying deal on mugs you know like that's like you could pepper that in occasionally maybe but that should not be what your social profiles are all about so and i think um i don't know about you but um as far as social media goes if i'm looking at a company to, to potentially do business with them i definitely check their social media and i definitely check to make sure they're posting like recently and mm -hmm. if they haven't posted recently i'm like well i don't even know if i should contact them because maybe they're not in business anymore i definitely do like scouting ahead of time to see yeah. how legitimate they look to see you know whether they seem to be in business still so I, I think a lot of people do that i totally do i do the same thing and it's like if i go to like um if i go to your facebook or if i go to your twitter and i see you haven't posted since 2017 it makes you seem like illegitimate illegitimate yeah. to me and maybe yeah. maybe yeah. that's unfair but it but it but it's the truth and and we're we're doing it and i'm sure many others are doing it too so again it's it's not that it has to you, you don't have to necessarily take over the world but it's that term social proof that everybody yeah. should be uh familiar with now that you're you're kind of proving in the social sphere that you're an active relevant company that that does what you're what the kind of people you want to work with are are looking for so that's that's um Kind of part and parcel with that. I'll give you a, a couple other quick ones. Is um, you want to elevate your 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 content marketing. So, so content marketing is such a is such a huge way of, of drawing people in. So, um, I mean, there's books and books written about this and endless podcasts. So, I mean, it'd be tough to make it succinct. But in general, your content marketing, you should consistently produce whatever it might be: blogs, social media posts, videos. If you really want to get in depth white papers, okay? All those types of things that that feature content that's going to be relevant to the type of people that you want to connect with as customers. And it shouldn't be about hard selling them. It should be about giving them information that entertains them, interests them, and or helps them in some way advance their, their, their business or personal goals. So if you can achieve that in your content marketing, it's not an immediate, you know, quick sell, but it's it's a way of kind of over time, it starts to aggregate people in and attract them to you. And again, validate you or give you that social proof that you're that you're the real deal and can help. Them. Yeah, yeah. You set yourself up as an expert in your field that people want to go to because it seems like, you know, know your stuff. Yeah. Um, so and then the kind of the backbone of everything, I guess, would be the operations. So you yeah. you know, them in with sales and marketing. So what what can you do to make sure the operations run smoothly? So like uh, obviously there's 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 so much and I think we had like I think ten or ten nine or ten different things to focus on and even that barely scratches the surface. But one one of the things um, I think everybody needs to do, especially in light of news about the the solar wind hackings and everything that that, that have been in the news, um, 
you really do need to enhance your cybersecurity. And that goes for everybody from the biggest firms to the smallest. Um, literally, companies were, were put out of business in our industry last year and in recent years because of cyber attacks. So that's that's how serious it could be. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it's not just the, the technical side of it. It's also training your people because a lot of these things are not because you didn't have like the best cybersecurity, but it's because somebody didn't know any better and clicked on a link or you know, was kind of fooled into giving someone information that they shouldn't. So you really have to train your staff too to understand and, and have yeah. that literacy. I totally, I totally agree. And actually, um, uh, Dale Denham from uh, Geiger, he's the he's the CIO at Top Forty Distributor Geiger, and that's one of the things he really emphasized to us. He's like, listen, you have the greatest tech infrastructure in the world, but if but if somebody clicks on that that phishing thing, it could be pretty tough, you know, to to get to to rein that in. So ed employee education is is so super essential. And then, of course, you do need to make the necessary um, investments in the technological infrastructure, too, because with, without that, you're, you're, you're that much more vulnerable. But cybersecurity is huge. A real great benefit to cybersecurity, in addition to keeping you, you safe, and in, is it could actually become a selling point. If your mm -hmm. cybersecurity infrastructure is so good, and you're kind of going for some of these bigger name clients, you know, um, they want to know that they're working with somebody who's not going to compromise their data. So if you can demonstrate that, that could be something that your sales team can then go out and say, hey, not only can we do all these promo and print solutions for you and, and PPE, whatever it might be, we also you, we we can assure you that your that your information is going to be safe with us, and and that's a, in in today's world that means a lot. So cybersecurity yeah. definitely top of my list for operations. Um, another one, and it's um it's 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 on the technical side of things too, but I, I think it's where everything is heading um, in our industry ultimately is um to the extent that you can and have the capabilities, you want to focus on integration. And but integration, it, it, it's a, it can be complicated if you're not technical. Um, but it, it's uh, right, right. But it's basically it's in it's think of it as intertwining, you know, your 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 systems with either suppliers or um or or your customers to create a much more efficient and accurate order flow. That's really what integration in a technological sense comes down to. So the if you have key vendors and and, and you can look to integrate with them to, to, to maximize that, that, that order flow efficiency. Um, if you have top customers who you're always working with, who you have high transaction rates with, look to, in, look to integrate technologically with them. So that's, that's another. Where do, where do uh, fax machines fit into that? In fact, yeah. <laughs> um, they fit into like 1999. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure they're part of that whole thing. <laughs> I don't know if anyone, I, I just remember when I started here, people still were using fax machines and I was pretty shocked by that. And maybe some people still are even today. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe we've gotten rid of that. I, I don't know. We, I, I, I don't even have one at, at the home office, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But, but, um, but yeah, so that was, a, that was a big one. Um, I'll give you a couple more. Um, there's, there's, there's kind of higher level ones, but, but these, but this is one that I really liked. Um, as just a simple kind of thing that not, maybe not everybody would have thought of, you know, consider um, partnering with um, less than truckload freight carriers. They're called L LTL, excuse me, uh, freight carriers. Basically, um, it's it would save you shipping costs or can save you on shipping if you do. Now, they're not. Um, you have to have a certain volume to be able to get to get into that arena with them. But if you do. It could it could actually save you on 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 some of your shipping and be more efficient. Given all the um, problems going on right now in the shipping world that we're still experiencing, uh, even post holiday, because of the rise in e-commerce and everything, um, shooting up demand, 
it's, it's worthwhile to consider any kind of trick you can do, uh, uh, so to speak, or strategy to help with shipping would be good. What, can you explain a little more what that what the that is? I, I'm not really that familiar with that. Yeah. So, so in a nutshell, there's a, a full truck. Picture like an 18 wheeler, right? And um, and it's like fully like fully loaded out. Then there's 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 uh, trucks, for lack of a better word, that would have a smaller than that kind of kind of load that you can that you can hire to 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 deliver shipments for you. So it's a way of going around, say like a, a like a UPS or, or, or a FedEx basically. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of have gone over some of these major points that, that you made in the story, um, but do you have any final thoughts for how promotion firms should you know proceed in, in Q1 and the rest of the year to, to really succeed? Yeah, I, I think just, I think just in general, it's to continue to, um, to, I hate using this word, but to, to adapt and, and to be nimble because things are going to, yeah, no, I'm not using that word. No way. <laughs> Most overused word of the year. Um, anyway, uh, it just, just to remain nimble and on your feet and alive to, and alive to opportunities because, you know, we, there, there were firms that despite everything last year on both the distributor and supplier side that had tremendous success. So and that not means Right. Yes, correct. They, correct. Not just with PPE. You're right. Like they, they, they had success with sales of traditional items. And it, so what that means is that it is out there to be had. It's but it is much harder than it was pre pandemic. But harder is not a reason not to try to do something. Right. Yeah. So it's so hard. I, no, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I, it just reminds me of someone I had talked to last year who he basically said, you need to have that um, startup mindset. You know, the way you were when you were just starting out, you were very hungry and you had to go that extra mile. You have to bring that back. If you've been in, in the business for a while, like, you know, maybe you had gotten a little complacent. Obviously, 2020 proved that you can't be like that. So if you kind of go back to that scrappy attitude that you that got you to where you are today, that can help you get through what we're going through right now. Yeah, yeah, ab yeah. absolutely. And there are opportunities out there, right? Like, they, like whether you made maybe you form new relationships through your PPE sales. Maybe there's, you know, there's there's new there's new clients that you've connected with that are doing well. Dig further into whatever it might be that's that's happening both in the broad marketplace that you could adapt to your situation, and then whatever little things are happening among your current clients look for those opportunities and, and try to exploit is the wrong word, but, but try to maximize them. Leverage. The yeah. Yeah. Yes. Leverage them, maximize the potential in them. And, and, and you, and, and this year does not have to be a, a bad one, even though it is starting at a dark year, but It can be your, it can be your best year every year. Because think about it this way. If there's a lot of other people out there who are being lazy or who are just, you know, they're feeling beaten down and they're not making those moves that creates opportunity for the ones who are really willing to think and hustle and be nimble and, and adapt. So, so it can be you, you just have to, you have to work harder for it. Definitely. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for kind of laying this out for us. I encourage anyone who's interested in, in this podcast to go back and read Chris's story. There's so much more to, to what we were saying. He has so many insights in there. 